1: daniels aka the culture referee and this is the
0: god show Woo-hoo.
1: and we have a very 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 special guest you gotta uh, add a few more berries i would to say i don't really talk about what i do on this show <laughs> but i guess y'all gonna find out now because this guy who's on here is he's my best friend he's my client <laughs> he's, he's my brother <laughs> he's everything nigga He he's everything in my life, and when I really, when I first came up with this show, I swear to God, this what we about to shoot, Tamara. This is the one I was like, this is the one show I wanted to film, because this show is kind of just built on arguing about who's dope and who's not seen, right? So I don't have the arguments. The, I have the most arguments with Taron Thomas, aka Taron 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 Teron. Teron. <laughs> T-ron, T-ron, aka one of the best songwriters in the world, biggest songwriters in the world, have hit after hit at the hit, and those will pour out, and based on this show, I'm not going to, we're not going to count him in the conversation, that's okay. the rule to the show, yes. so when y'all see me naming my things, just know that Teron couldn't be named, because okay. I'm arguing with him, let's get okay.
0: it. Welcome Teron to the show.
1: Yo, yo,
2: thanks for having me, All
1: I right. love it. So By the way, he can talk without an accent, I don't, I'm,
2: <laughs> Amir,
1: should He's he use an accent, or
2: should he talk regular? Sh-
0: He's representing. Accent
2: or no accent, sumo man? I say no accent. No I, want accent. Okay, I want people to hear you. Okay, I want people like okay, cool. I no want accent. people. The
1: Virgin Islands people already know. Okay, I want people but
2: to but but just just in case I don't know, this is how I'm really <laughs> talk, and I exactly. really from Virgin Islands. I from Rock. <laughs> just just make sure I know. But Shout but out to v- for context, out. let's make sure it's super clear. We don't want nothing misconstrued today.
0: All right, so we're gonna start <laughs> with trending topics, and then we're gonna go into our top. Top five Thursday, because today is Thursday. So just to start with trending topics, um, Diddy did a really good interview recently, but one of the main things that came out it was his issue with New York. So his issue with New York right now, Diddy says that rappers are in last place, New York rappers. We aren't supposed to be following trends, we're supposed to set them, and that ends today. Do you think that New York rappers, or both of you guys, have kind of lost that identity um, as far as leading and setting trends?
1: I wanna, I wanna comment. I wanna say something. I'm gonna ask you a question because you're a New Yorker. Okay, so top rappers from Atlanta, top executives from Atlanta, when they make it, they stay in Atlanta. Give me the top guys from New York. Yeah,
0: they all got out of there. They
1: all, they all live in L.A. now. Yeah. Puff, Hov, the whole rock, everybody live in L.A. Like everybody. It's kind of
0: expensive
1: to live in. L.A. is expensive too, but I'm saying like you can't get mad at the people for not following in the footsteps when they didn't have no footprints to follow cuz as soon as y'all got filthy rich y'all went to the west coast where the nice weather is.
0: That's one way of looking at it, but I do think that New York rappers like we started saying no cap, we started like wearing dreads, we definitely started like being influenced way more by them. So people.
1: let me ta- let me okay, so this is why I say what I say. No cap became big, but we rappers heard it first though. Mm-hmm. Like we heard it first from rappers mouths. So the first person I ever heard use no cap was 2 Chainz, right? And I'm pretty sure 2 Chains probably heard that because he was in the hood in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's why our lingo works. Somebody has to take the lingo and take it further and, and do everything they got to do. Somebody has to. So I still think that the problem is that New York don't have nobody with a big enough voice. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, where do they all live?
0: Cardi was in the Bronx this weekend. Where do they live? She has a house in Jersey.
1: Where do they live?
0: Not in New York
1: City. They live in L.A. Everybody gets money and move to L.A. That's why, that's why Atlanta has such a, a, a great lineage because we take it personal if you move out of Atlanta. Facts. If you, if you make it from here, you move to L.A., we, you, you better have a house here. You see an Atlanta nigga across uh, in L.A., you be like, you live in L.A.? Oh, yeah, I live in L.A. But I stuck in my house in Atlanta. He ain't going to just be like, hell yeah, I left Atlanta. Mm-hmm. New Yorkers, they just leave.
0: What about you, Taman? Do you think that New York has kind of lost its identity in the music industry?
2: Um, yeah, I mean... You know, I came to Atlanta what in two thousand one. I I watched Atlanta hip hop grow to become the biggest version of hip hop now. So I saw everybody kind of turn into Atlanta. Yeah. I saw everybody started using the slang. You know, manipulating the eight oh eights like Timberland and Polo used to do, and 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 um, my man from that live in Miami now, Danger Hands. <laughs> you know, I watch no. I watch everybody start manipulating the eight oh eights and doing stuff like that, and then trap music coming in and. And then everybody, you know, to me personally, me as a person from St. Thomas Virgin Islands, like looking at hip hop, more so than ever, I can't tell who's not from the South now.
0: Mm Good, that, that's a good way to look at it.
2: As an outsider looking in.
0: Kind of building off of that conversation, um, Ice Cube said that he tried to shop Friday to Warner Brothers a few times and he got denied. And he said the issue is that they don't respect or understand our culture. How can we kind of get around those type of obstacles that are put in front
1: of us? This is how we get around it. <clears throat> if you are a creative, whether you are a writer, producer, artist, filmmaker, anything, if you are creative and you are black and you are from the culture... Don't do business with anyone if they don't have people from your culture in that room. Mm. Because if you, like how everybody heard the famous story about how when Beyonce stepped into Adidas, she was like, Where the people that look like me at? Mm -hmm. Or or she stepped into, she went to one company and she didn't see people that look like her, she didn't wanna do business. So for me, the only way we're gonna get our power is for them to know that they need us in the room. If a young black rapper from Atlanta gets popping, then he can go in a room full of, uh, Sound, it, 10 people and none of them look like him and he's still willing to sign he's fucking up for everybody you gotta have people that look like you in the room that's how we keep ourselves relevant
0: good answer um, Tory Lane's project is expected to be one of the top hip hop performers this week on the billboards despite him being independent and kind of being blackballed what do you think Tory Lanez is doing properly right now
1: Tory Lanez is just talent you can never count talent out talent And that talent and talent that's bold, because I know a lot of people are talented, like they talented as fuck, but they just won't get off the porch and just go embarrass themselves or go look crazy or go look stupid. To me, Tory Lanez is unafraid. He doesn't care what y'all think about him. He don't care what y'all feel about him. He doesn't care. He's going to show up and do his thing. That's why I love Tory.
0: But if we compare somebody like the baby to Tory Lanez, they kind of have this weird history and in this weird space right now. But Tory Lanez is managing to crawl out of that. So, like, what do you think he he's doing? is differently?
1: Talented as fuck.
0: Okay, so the talent he is talented,
1: and he's bold. I'm trying to tell you, I know. Like, I use Teron for example. Teron, I managed Teron. Teron is not like his his journey is not like all the other songwriters in the world. Jontay Austin, for example, wrote his first hit when he was 16. Teron, we didn't catch his first hit till he was like 23, 24. Why? Because that wasn't his journey. He didn't know he can be a songwriter. That wasn't something he went after. But what made Teron catch everybody was he was unafraid. He would, this nigga will write 15 songs, and if you said all 15 was whack, he still didn't care. He st- I'm dead serious. He came back, and he kept fighting. He kept fighting. So it's not about being talented. It's about being bold and talented. It's about being unafraid and talented.
0: Okay, speaking of songs, the, we spoke about this, but the B T Awards happened, um, well, just aired, and one of the big things was the song of the year. So Kodak Black <laughs> is very upset.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you, I think Kodak Black is one of my favorite... Rappers Wait, in the Wait, I want to read
0: you the quote because he's a little he's a little mad. I love um, So when we spoke about um the predictions, we thought Super Gremlin would be one
1: of the No, big we thought we thought no he even he was going hard because he thought I thought FNF was gonna win. Yeah.
0: No, well we know you. And he went
1: hard, hard because he said he thought FNF should have won too.
0: So he was he so he goes, the woman empowerment shit is cool. Don't take nothing from nobody, but you still gotta work for it. Don't just simply give it to somebody because they a woman. If that's the case, y'all could have gave the song to Glorilla not hating ass mulatto.
1: Well, here's the funny part about that whole thing. Here's <laughs> the a funny point. part about the whole thing. The man sitting over here wrote the record big energy. Yeah, I mean So it's like it's, not, it's like so it's like and he, and I still picked FNF. So, I understand where Kodak is coming from, but it's not about your intent. It's about how you go about it. Because somebody can mean well, by, somebody can want to get your attention, but if they grab you too goddamn hard, they might be fighting words.
2: What's the, what's the song? It, no, the future song with Tim. Temps, Temps. That's what I thought was going to win. That's happen. what I thought was going to win. Too. You know? And by the way, I mean, big energy winning, you know... Hey, a I'm not go. I'm not gonna fight myself. <laughs> Motherfucker, I won. I'm happy. I won, but me, my vote was on. Wait, wait for you. Yeah, me yeah. That's too. what I. I was like, man. I know that's gonna win. That's the. That's the. Ooh, that's a song. What win. a great song.
0: But that goes right into my question. So. You did write "Big Energy." What is your process when you're writing for an artist? Like, do you have the artist in mind already, and then you write a song specifically for them, or do you write a song and then shop it to an artist?
2: Oh man, it it depends. I've done it a a bunch of ways. I mean, for "Big Energy," the original idea was made for Cardi B, and um, we crazy made, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the original idea for "Big Energy" was made for Cardi B. Went to uh went to Hawaii with with, with my friend, and we made some music and. Send it to, to this, the, the head of uh, Atlantic and um, emailed it out to Cardi and nobody got back to us. So, you know, at that point in time, Lotto was working on her thing and we sent it to Lotto and she liked it and the rest is history.
0: All right. Now. <laughs> when is it appropriate for artists to use songwriters? And this could go for both of you
2: guys. When is it appropriate? Yeah. From the beginning of fucking time. From the beginning of the time. You know, I always say, "Yo, songwriters got. Th- I mean, artists got this thing that they p- they think people are sh- showing up to see them. Mm-hmm. Every artist believes like they love me. No, nigga, you have hit records. People show up to sing along to songs that they know. Nobody's ever spent a hundred, two hundred dollars to come to a fucking concert to watch a nigga to, to sing songs they never heard in their life. <laughs> Who does that? You- One person." Nobody. No. No. Yeezy?
0: Yeezy did
1: that to us. Oh, funny. Kanye did it. But yeah. no, we, no, we, no, we but they didn't you know. Knew they, Kanye. But you didn't know what he was going to do. That was you didn't thing.
2: know what he was doing.
1: That was a spectacle.
0: Oh, you didn't even know it was going to be music.
1: No, you didn't know what you, you were showing what you, up for. Everybody showed up. up to a listening party. You don't know if he's going to be performing. You don't know if he's going to drop stronger in the middle of a new song. You don't know what he was he doing. He just that, did it his he way.
2: He was one of the biggest people in the world. And he did it like two or three times. It wasn't a Donda, play random new song people never heard. Tour. Nah, people show up to hear hit records. So I feel like anybody, rappers, everybody from the jump, have a songwriter in the room. Have somebody that has done it before that can help, that understands the science behind the hit making.
1: And even if you don't take what, even if you use them for the first day or two. I mean, I know I know of a specific artist that we're working with that for the first couple days, you know, we had songwriters in the room. And once she saw the process, she was like, I got it from here. Yep. That's how Will I Am became great. He learned from from Ron Fair how to produce and make hits. And then Ron Fair tells the story how Will I Am was like, I got it from here. And shit, look at Will I Am.
0: So you mentioned the process is kind of shopping songs around to artists. So how do two artists kind of end up with the same song? And what would you do in a situation like this? So you said that you sent it over to Cardi, you sent it over to Lotto, right? Mm-hmm. So how long do you wait for I'm sorry, Cardi? I'm laughing. How long do you wait for Cardi's team to respond before you be like, all right then, we're going with Lotto? Like, what does that look like?
1: Um,
2: you want me to do it to Ron? Or you got it? I mean, for me, for me, I... I really don't – it's not really a timetable. It just depends – okay, let me tell you how it works. If you email somebody something, when – when in the music business, I think there's a there's a seven-day grace period. Hear okay, me out. Like Yo, you're Cardi B. You're one of the biggest, busiest people on earth. Send it to anybody, or Rihanna, Beyonce. Respect. They might not get to their email immediately. Mm-hmm. But I figure, like, after seven days, if they see an email – I'm not going to lie. I'm like, if you see an email from a big songwriter, if you see an email from me or somebody that's making hits, bro, then you know who they are. Bro, you should check that email immediately. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it, cool. But if you like it, you'd be like, oh, shit, I got an email from this person. I know what they do. You know, so I, I think seven day grace period. And after that, it's like, what do you want me to do, brother? I got kids, too. Okay. I would say I would say it depends on who paid for the session. Okay.
1: And so like, tell like, me about that. Like, for example, when we, the big energy sessions, Atlantic pay for those sessions. Mm-hmm. So you got to give it to Atlantic and they have to pass. Respectfully. Yes. Like, if I pay for the studio, at least give me a right to say yes yeah. or no. So you send the record to them. I would say 30 days, you know, take time. Because sometimes they got to send it to an artist. Sometimes the head of the company might love it and the artist hate it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, a, it, it got to it go through like so many different filters to finally get cut. Where someone sings it, so it's like sometimes you gotta give them the process. But my thing is, is that if I send you, if I do a song and you pay for the session and I give, send you the song and you don't respond, I might hit you like, you know, once or twice, like, yo, how you feeling? And if you like doubting, then you gotta remember you're dealing with people who everybody else is trying to work with too. And then another person from another company walk in the room and say, hey, can I hear that? Let me hear what you got. Here's mm-hmm. the crazy thing I, I hate A&Rs do this, but this ARs will walk in the room and be like, play me your, um, your best Usher record that you want Usher to cut. Like, if you got a young R&B singer, you're like, give me your Usher record. Oh, I see. Or, or, or the famous line is, give me something for Rihanna. Give me your Rihanna shit. Give me, a, you know, that's what everybody does. So you, it really just is kind of like about maintaining a relationship, and it's a proper way to dance. We've, we've had a few instances where the same artist was chasing after songs, and, you know, uh, we kind of just made a decision based on, you know, what we thought was best for us, or, you know, what we thought was best for our future. Like, it's been times when we give give records to artists that we was like, ah, we don't want them to have it, but we fuck with the guy that they're signed to, so let's let them have it, and it works out that way. It's all about
2: relationships, though. Yeah, and and, and just so you know, my seven-day grace period is me de- talking from an artist, and a talent-to-talent stand base. So if I'm dealing with the label, I understand what Ray's saying, I agree, but if... Yeah, yeah, it's, but they got they got different rules. That's why I said he wanted me to answer, because yeah.
1: I'm going to... I'm going to hit them, like even, and even when Big Energy came out. I, I talked to some people from Atlanta that was like, yeah, that was a Cardi record, but we, you know, we felt like that didn't fit where she was going. So good luck to y'all, and we hope that the record, record does well for, for Lotto, and it did. Mm-hmm. Period.
0: So we spoke about um, what role labels have, what role songwriters have, but what roles do producers play in the songwriting process?
2: Producers? I mean, a true producer is supposed to finish the record. You know, um, a true producer, a true producer, you know, now these days we got, you know, we got a lot of niggas sending people beat packs and um, Saying they produced it. And then they like, oh, man, I produced the record. But this is why people like Puff and Khaled, who everybody goes around yelling, but they didn't make the beat. Well, the person that made the beat wasn't a producer. Quincy Jones wasn't making beats for Michael Jackson.
1: He was organizing. He was organizing the, um, the, the record. The musicians.
2: A, pro, you know, yeah. he was bringing in the right horn players. Yeah. Say, I want you to play this right here.
1: Bum, 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 bum. Like that's what he was doing.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, Mike, I'm I'm gonna talk about somebody current. Like Mike will is a producer because Mike will is in the studio with the artist and is gonna say, Yo, you should rewrap it like this. You should re sing it like this. Yo, we need to add this. Now that I have your vocals, let's take the 808 out there. And that's what a producer do, does. A producer doesn't make beats. A Beatmaker makes beats. A producer, producer takes your song from the beginning to the end.
0: Oh, I like that. Um, so how should sh- how has songwriting ha- changed over the past couple years? Do you think it's become more vocal? Have people become more sensitive? What are your thoughts on the change or how it's gone over the past couple years?
2: Um, what do you... Explain what you mean. Has it become so like, more vocal? So or do it?
0: you think that you can express yourself more in songwriters? Especially like as a male. Do you think that people are able to be more emotional and vulnerable as male writers? Or do you think that people nowadays are more sensitive and you kind of got to watch what you say in song?
2: Oh, man. I mean, you know, I can only speak for myself. And, you know, I purpose, purposefully try to write things to piss people off. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I literally try to be like, okay, if this song comes on, are people going to be like... Like, are you gonna be like, damn, I can't play the song around my kids? I should <laughs> then I so I should So then I'm like, okay, I should definitely say that. <laughs> right. That's you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So 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 for me, as far as more sensitive I write songs for more, more women than I, I do men. Not because I don't wanna write for men, but because women are more open to songwriters than men. You know? Women are more open to taking an idea and, and a melody, a chorus, a lyric, a disc and they're like, yo, we want the hit. Whereas for men, they're like, nah, you can't nah, i I w I I'ma do it myself.
0: Okay. I want both of you guys to finish the sentence for
2: me. Teron going first.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a quality that all songwriters should
2: have is a quality that all songwriters should have. Hmm. Not being open to criticism, being able to hear no and your shit is whack with no ego. I think Songwriters with no ego last longer than the ones with egos.
0: Good answer.
1: Um, I would say uh, a songwriter has to have a passion for the art of it because it's not as much money as being a songwriter as it is being a producer, unless you got like a manager like myself. Because the first song I ever sold on Tehran's behalf in two thousand six, we got paid for. <laughs> I was I was at the table like you gonna pay us, <laughs> period. Man,
2: shout Period. out shout out to that first check, boy. <laughs> shout out. Yes.
0: All right, so now that we got that out the way, let's talk about songwriters. So, just to be clear, we're going to have a debate. We're going to go for the top five songwriters of the past 20 years. Starting in 2000. Starting in 2000. So, the, we're going in order from five to one, one being the best. Okay, Guys, and we wrote we, our list. Should we flip a... No, okay. So at first, you guys are going to tell all five of them, and then we're going to go back and break it down, okay? Okay,
2: so who's going to go first? I feel like he's so let guest, him pick. So he pick. should go first. No, he has to pick. Oh,
0: he he's can a pick. guest. Okay, Teron, you, he you to decide.
2: decide.
1: No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to go, go first. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Right. I'm going to go first. I know I you want to go first. I first. You're you to go first. You can go first. Listen, I'm not going to change my list, by the way. My list is written in stone.
0: Wait, we're not explaining yet, right? No, so we're not five explaining. to one. Give me your
2: five. Listen, top five songwriters from the year 2000 to 2020. And we can't include Teron. And I, ca- I cannot include
1: myself. So I won't add him and he won't yes, add. Because I, I had to include Teron, he'd be number one on my list. Yeah, I would
2: be number one This to man is the reason why
1: my kids can do it, buy whatever they want, is because of this man. He can, <laughs> so, he's number one over everybody. Fuck that.
2: But, but starting number five. Give me your top five songwriters. James Fontleroy. Okay. Number five. Number four, Esther Dean. Number three, The Dream. Number two, Sean Garrett. Number one, Jermaine Dupri.
0: Got it. Okay. Go to your
1: corner. Okay, I'm in my corner. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna give you my top five songwriters from 2000 on in order. Number five, Neo. Okay. Number four, Pooh Bear. Woo-hoo! Got his ass. I knew he was going to miss no, that one. Hold no. oh, yeah, on. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my list. 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 I got you. Hold on. Okay. So my top five songwriters from five to one is number one. Is, number five is Neo. Number four is Pooh Bear. Number three is James Fauntleroy. Number two is Jermaine Dupree. And number one is the motherfucking dream. Hello.
0: Okay, now, I see y'all, y'all got subcategories going on over here. <laughs> no. So before we break down our top five, can I can I see these subcategories you got going on?
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: Yo, let me, I want to hear him explain. Oh, is, okay.
1: Explain to us your top five and why. All
2: right. My top five. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, we're going to start with James Fauntleroy, one of my favorite songwriters, just an incredible human being, you know what I'm saying, and I love the way that he moved. Uh, James Fauntleroy uh, did every song On the Bruno Mars album 24 Carat Magic Well he didn't write 24 Carat Magic He was a part of Every other song On that album Every song on uh, Justin Timberlake 2020 experience And me as a songwriter I had never seen For me in my generation I had never seen Somebody who just Did a whole entire album Like every song This man Penned something Was creatively involved And I just thought He was incredible And and an inspiration For me Now go for it. Esther Dean, they going to stop ah. playing on this black girl's top. Like, she, listen to me. Listen ah. to me. N- listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Almost all the Esther Dean records, her vocals are still in the background because she has such an incredible voice. I feel like some of Esther Dean records that weren't cut only weren't cut because these girls can't sing better than her.
0: Give us some examples of some of her work.
2: Some of her work. Esther Dean did Super Bass for Nicki Minaj. Super Bass for Nicki Minaj. Fireworks her. for Katy Perry. Oh, nah, nah, what's my name? Uh, Rih- um, Rihanna SNS. Uh, S- S- F- 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 yeah.
1: Rude Boy. Nigga. And that, that's just to name a few. And Esther was, Esther was like, it was between her and Neo, but I said Neo, but Esther also did think I love her.
2: Nigga, you don't love
1: me, nigga. What? That's Esther, nigga. And, Esther is the shit, bro. And
2: and 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 you 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 want to know what's so funny? I feel like Esther Dean introduced ratchetry to pop music in a sense, like yes. like as a black girl, like those lyrics, chains and whips, you know, yes. sticks and stones my break my bones, but chains and whips excite. Nah, nah, she nah, was the nah, most nah, clever. She did it in the most clever way. She introduced female positive sexuality to me yeah. in music in a positive way and in a clever way. So that's my uh, number four. The, the dream. Yes, yeah. Is He's number one on my list. Oh no, no, no. Tell I, me I, the dream. I love the dream. You know what I'm saying? The dream. <laughs> the, listen, the, the the dream is one of the best. You know what I mean? And it was, be, and it was between. No, no, no. Hear me out. The dream. It was between him and Sean Garrett for number two, and I'm gonna explain why Sean Garrett got number two and not The Dream. But The Dream is just like he's written songs that I didn't know, so he's one of my favorites because most of the times when I hear artists, I might be like, "Yeah, I know who did. Yeah. That. I know who did that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Neo did that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah. can just hear somebody's yeah, work. The Dream to me just reinvents itself with every song, and I'm usually like, "Wait." The dream with that? Exactly. Oh, he's fire. Yeah. And he made one of the best R&B albums ever to for him, for me. Yeah, that, that yeah, that his own album. So I give him Crazy. credit for that. That's my number 3, Sean Garrett. 18 number ones in a year. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Sean Garrett what, Sean Garrett to me introduced famous songwriters. He made songwriters. Sean Garrett made songwriters. Songwriters are celebrities today because of songwriters of Sean are People like me is like, oh, nigga, you going to pay us. Ray is like, because yeah, of, of Sean, Sean Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, Sean
1: Garrett, know, set the, Sean Garrett set the tone for how writers are seen in an urban space. Writers are seen first. He's definitely
2: hands down that, I, for sure. Jermaine Dupri, has, he has a lot of reasons why he's number one. But the, l- let me just tell you, I started music because of Jermaine Dupri. I Jermaine love Dupri, that. I mean, Jermaine Dupri wrote Jump. When I saw Crisscross Cross Jump, I said, that's what I want to do when I grow up. And I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Confession is the best R and B album ever made. I mean, ever made. There's no, to Period. me, there's Period. no R and B album Period. ever made better than that album. Period. And that's Jermaine Dupri. Period. And 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 guess what? And we're talking. And what I will say, going back to the Dream and Jermaine Dupri, it is special when you make straight up black music. Like it's no pop influence or nothing. Yeah. And it crosses to pop.
1: Jermaine does
2: that uh, Jermaine and To me Jermaine Dupri And The Dream I think they do that Better than anybody They ain't gonna sprinkle No pop They gonna make Ghetto black records And that shit gonna be
1: You gonna gonna hit You gonna hit that nigga You gonna hit the nigga Yeah 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 yeah
2: So that's why my top five Is my top five
1: I'm gonna give you mine First of all Three of the dudes on my list Are from the south side of Atlanta (laughs) Lord, I just got to put that out there because I'm from right. the South Side, okay. three of, nigga. The Dream, JD, and Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear actually went to middle school with me.
0: I didn't know the Dream was even. Yeah, the
1: Dream from the Dream from Atlanta, Southwest, but South Side still, <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> so here's why I want my list. So I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, I had, I was, I was fighting this one because I know all of the writers and I know who's good or not. So like, I was like Rico Love, I, Sean Garrett was on the list, and it was like between it was my number five was between Sean, Neo, and Esther, and. And honestly, all I could do in my head was sing. I was inviting her into my. I could get that melody out my head. I <laughs> swear to God, that's what made my decision. Because it was like, bro, this dude Neo is—he is the coldest at simplicity. Man. Like he is—he is the master of simplicity. What? Because it wasn't like he was saying things that were like super clever. He just said it in a simple way. And extremely melodic. Yeah, very melodic, but that's what made him dope. But he, you know, like if you think about, you must not know about me, like Mario, fucking, you should let me love you. Like he was very, like. Unfaithful. Yeah, unfaithful. When you're mad. (laughs) When you're mad. Because of you. Bruh. But uh, okay. I was running I was um, he he's one of my
2: favorites. He didn't get picked because he's an artist. He's a big I know uh, that's but, the but only I reason... Think, but I, but I, Neo art, but Neo was, considers himself a songwriter. I know, but I was trying I was trying my best to just pick people know, who was, are just, yo, they, they're more in the studio than on stage. And but Neo lie, I'm just
1: saying Sean, play no. Esther, because Esther to me is one of my Esther is one of my favorite writers of all time. But I couldn't get past that fucking melody, go on, girl. And I'm like, dog, the song is saying go on, girl, and I'm still singing it. And I would never say that to a girl. <laughs> I would never say go on, girl. <laughs> but I sing it because of him. That's how dope Neo was. Yeah, Four is, is, is Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear literally, let's be clear, Pooh Bear contributed... Some motherfucking classics to confessions. Yes, he did. Pooh Bear wrote Superstar. My favorite song Group. ever. He wrote the whole Justin Bieber album. What do you mean? All the Justin Bieber shit. He did um Despacito. He did that. This dude is
2: And he and he keeps reinventing himself. And I think he did
1: I, I think he he wrote for 112. I think he did Peaches and Cream. Yes he did. He did Peaches and Cream for 112. <laughs> this nigga's from the south side of Atlanta, and this nigga is cold as fuck. Like cold, cold, cold. Like no, so he wrote Superstar. That's my favorite Usher song of all time. Yes. That's why. So I was like, and I always like writers. So the writers that I put at the top of the list were writers that I feel like you can give them entire now, an entire album. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some, it's hard for you to hear an entire album of one writer's song. That's fucking hard to do. So James Fauntleroy, entire albums. Bruno yes. Mars, First hit was No Air by Chris Brown and Jordan and Sparks. He did, he did the whole Justin Timberlake album. And he's really good at clever, at being clever and different. He knows how to bring uniqueness to a record. So I was like, bruh, you can't not acknowledge this dude. And he cool as a motherfucker. And yes. he different as fuck with James Fauntleroy. Number two is Jermaine Dupree. It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my... Nigga, come on, nigga. These
2: are my confessions. Come on, you I- and, and I
1: ain't gonna lie. I was, I was going back and forth with Jermaine. Because I really wanted to put Jermaine and uh, Jante together. Because Jante was also like floating. Like, man, Jante is fucking incredible. But JD just, he knew how to sauce shit up, man. He just knew how to sauce shit up. Like, I came to have a party. Like, this nigga just knew how to like drop that simple sauce and shit. So I would say JD. And it's for the same reason Teron said, I love writers that don't chase. JD is like, you're going to get what I'm going to do and y'all going to say it's pop or y'all not. But I'm not going to try to come over there to the pop charts. That's why I, a lot of writers, I was like, mm, he kind of was chasing. JD didn't chase. And the dream, the dream is, first of all, I'm, I'm cooler with Jermaine. I don't know the dream like that. Like we, I don't know him like that. But this nigga is the most versatile songwriter in the yeah, world, yeah. This nigga yeah, yeah. is versatile. It's like he literally, it's nothing he can't do, but he always, you always feel the nigga in there somewhere. So from him having Beyonce, writing Beyonce's um, Break My Soul record to when he wrote Rihanna, Ella, Ella, A, and then he also wrote, he also broke um, Jay Holiday with Bed. Like he, and that's another thing I had to consider. Who, because a lot of songwriters are only big because they artists. work with big artists.
2: Man, that's... A lot of
1: songwriters are big true. because
2: they work with big artists. So... You're the, not really the shit until, until, until you, you break... break no, a, 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 nobody never heard of them or or, or, or they, they cusp artists. Yes. A cusp artist where it's like, yeah. they got a record you know, but they ain't that big and yeah. you gave them the one that crossed them over. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that's when you can say somebody's really, really fire.
1: Exactly. So for me, I just felt like the dream was like my favorite. Like he wrote one plus one this motherfucker is, I mean, he, he could get in depth with records. He can give you fluff. He wrote Baby for Justin Bieber. Like, he can give you fluff, too. He can give you the kitty shit. He can give you the deep shit. He can give you the party shit. Like, the dream is the most versatile to me and best writer in the world outside of Tehran that I would say, I just, I just don't think nobody's better than him. And by the way, this is my top favorite. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. This is not based on numbers. This is just, if I was an A&R, if I, was a, if I had an artist, which one, who would I want to partner with to do an entire project? The dream is number one. JD is number two. Fauntleroy, number three. Pooh Bear and then Neo.
0: All right, so we, we talked about the GOATs in this industry, right? So who are our underdogs? Who do we think are on the way up? Who do we think are overlooked? Like, what do we think about the underdogs in the
2: music industry? Okay, me talking about my underdogs, I want to say something. I had po- Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear was my fight. <laughs> between. It was between James Fontleroy and Pooh Bear, and, and I didn't know. Of Pooh Bear doing any whole albums, so I was like, "He man, did Justin Bieber whole album." Oh, I didn't, I didn't see. The, yeah, you he know did, what I'm saying. He did so, Justin Bieber whole so album. and then, and then, it's three people that I didn't pick because they're also producers and they're also artists. But let me just we're gonna get to them. that list though. Let me just mention okay. them. Will I am, Will I am for Ph- sure. Pharrell, Pharrell and Neo. Those were the three people that I was like, they they some of the best, but but they were artists, and I, I was like, this is just people people behind the scenes that you don't really get to see, even though Jermaine Dupri did do it all, but you know Jermaine Dupri just he's a you know that's a all right, un- he wrote Z- the
1: seven o'clock in the
2: dot on a drop top, top the man come street. on okay <laughs> now
1: underdogs the upcoming writers or writers who are, writers who are are just are, are hitting their moment
2: okay Victoria Monet.
1: Yeah, she's on she did album. the Ariana
2: Grande stuff. Her album is incredible. Stara. We're not going to play on that girl top. Incredible. Okay. Ninja. Yes. We're not going to play on her top. Coffee. All okay. the the Dua Lipa. Come on, bro. We're not going to play with that dude. Derek Milano. He's the last person on my list. Okay, so
0: What's your rebuttal to that?
2: My top 5. My five my, no, no, I just no, my, my did top, my top 5 from oh, no, number 1 no. to 5. Oh, okay. oh, so, do, so, so go so, for five to one. Give okay, me a top five, five underdogs. To top five underdogs, five to one. Yes. Number five, Derek Der- Milano. Okay. Number four, Coffee. Yep. Number three, ninja Number two, Stara. Number one, Victoria Monet. What? That's a great fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. My, my top five underdogs, people that y'all need to know, the industry know, but y'all need to know is number five was Derek Milano for me. Yep. Number three was Number ink. four. You didn't do I mean, number four was Ink. Ink is... Fire! Atlanta, Ink. Shout out to Ink. So my top five list is Derek Milano, number five. Ink, number four. Number three was Victoria Monet, because I love Victoria. But yeah. she's also an artist now, but I love Victoria. Number two was... Hold on, I'm looking at my list. Was... Where's, hold on, I list. think
0: he started cheating and moving some things. No, now. no, 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 no! <laughs> I have it all written down. No,
1: I have it written down because I was because mm-hmm. he write about he wrote about that because I also have an honorable mention list. But I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say number two is Priscilla Renee, uh-huh. aka Money Fucking Long. Oh my yo! yo, that girl is a fucking incredible writer. So for the, for the sake of what we do, number five you is... you
2: want to know? Man, I'm so I feel so bad. I didn't mention her because I just see her as an artist yeah, now. Yeah. Like that's why I said dang. Priscilla Renee, not yeah, Money yeah, Long.
1: Yeah. Five is Derek Melando. Number four is Ink. Number three is, is, is... Victoria Monet. Too money long. And then number one, she's my goat. I don't care what y'all say. It's motherfucking Jazzy.
2: Oh, come on, man. I love I love, love
1: J- that bitch. <laughs> Jazzy, Jazzy is so fucking cold. No, she Jazzy's signed up Love Records right now. She's always with Puff. Jazzy is... My number one underdog in the entire business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love Jazzy, and she's the most lovable human being on earth. So, but then I got my honorable mentions. You got, uh, you got uh, Rico. How love, many people you got on your Simmons. honorable mentions? No, about four. Rico, because okay. there's people who I feel like I gotta mention because of what I do. Sean Garrett, Verse Simmons, Eric Bellinger, Rico Love, and Stara. I gotta mess with them. So that's just my list. Okay,
0: who you got on your honorable? Mentions? I already said
1: it. It was Too bad.
2: Will okay. I am Pharrell and Neo.
1: Now I have a list that I put together that Tyrone doesn't know. I'm gonna give I- y'all. He doesn't know.
2: No, no, no. Please. It's tell about me.
1: him. It's about, it's about. Okay. I'm gonna give y'all my five favorite songs in order from last to first that Teron has written. Oh, I okay. like that. Please okay, these are my first ones. So, so I'm gonna say number five is Usher No Limit. Okay. Number four, Kelly Rowland Kisses Down Low. Uh, that's a good one. Number three, <laughs> Sierra Level Up. Okay, good one. Number two. Doja Cat like that?
2: That's my sh- That's, that's the, my the, way. It, like that. that shit is incredible. <laughs> I like and that And number
1: song. one, Mario, music for fucking love. <laughs> that, Mario, Yo. music for love is my number one song. Teron has ever written because I was. I remember the day he wrote it. I remember we was broke. I remember what he had on. I remember him being hungry, and I remember him just being. He was locking himself in the studio. He was broke, and I was. Busting his ass every time he write a song, I'm like that shit's whack, that shit's sappy, <laughs> that shit ain't cool, that shit it is. And he called me in the room and he was so nervous to play it for me because I was getting on his ass. And then he plays, Girl, turn me up and, and let, let me come through your speakers, speak blow the sound out, out of, the of your tweeters. And he's baby. like, It's the music for love. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this shit kind of hard. Hold on, this shit kind of hard. And I was like, I think that might be one. So I just wanted to do that because he here. Cause don't get me wrong, it was like it was, my, my honorable mention was future Kanye. I just want to take you out and show you. you all. Are, I was like, oh, I wanna do I that. I won you a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh. was thinking about that. But those is my and pour it up for Rihanna was like another one I was gonna sing, but I was like, nah, I want to give y'all my personal like records that I play, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck how far these shits charted. I'm proud <laughs> of this shit. Yeah. When I hear Doja Cat like that, I'm like, nigga, that shit isn't that would have been number one. But Mario Music for Love is never going to be replaced to me because that is the that's fucking a, baby that, that opened the door. that's still feeding the babies in the room. Like, <laughs> that opened the door.
2: Yeah, so. that opened the door. How do you feel about that list? I think that's a good list. I've never, I, I've never made a list for myself. Can you give us a top five list you've ever done? Uh, for me? Top your five. personal. Not hits,
1: but your personal. Yeah, that you Top like five. Okay. Fucking I want to add juice for Lizzo. Fuck.
2: Okay. I was I'm going to say I, I don't have it in order. Mm-hmm. Top five songs.
1: That Teron Thomas has ever written.
2: Juice number one. Yeah. I'm gonna say Juice by Lizzo, man. Yo, my yo, I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: That's a masterpiece. That, if that's you listen a to pro, if you ever want to learn how to write a song, listen to Lizzo's Juice. It was written perfectly.
2: It's so it's so incredible. And and you know, I called. I'm not gonna lie to you. I called Ricky Reed. I said, Ricky Reed, if you play me a hit beat today, I'm gonna guarantee that I'm gonna write a hit song today. He was like, I got a hit beat. And he played that beat, and we did that song. Oh, so, so shout out to, to to Ricky Reed and um and and Lizzo. Like that's one that's one of them ones. Music for love, for sure, for sure. Like like just just what I went through to write that song. Where I was at working at Party City, you know. You I, can hear
1: the. St- Starvation in his voice If you hit a demo And
2: I just You know I just wanted to take care Of my daughter Child support was $179 I couldn't afford it And I was like I need to do something So I could Take care of this little girl So So Music for love Right Um We can't stop Miley Cyrus bro We can't stop Yo Bro I wrote that song At the twelve. At the 12th studio in the room. I remember, right, listen, while he's here, I remember writing that song. And my brother and Ray, and I'm like, I just wrote the greatest song ever made. And both of them look at me like, it's cool. Yeah. You done better song. Can I you, tell y'all wait, why? Wait, 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 wait. I got to say why. You've done better songs than that. I got to say I'm why. Like, I got to say what? why. What?
1: When I say why, if this don't make sense, I'll let you be the judge. If my why don't make sense. Because it was written for Rihanna. That's why he says we run things. Things don't run we. Yes, I and do. I'm like nigga, we just did pour it up, and we just did man no, down. No, we no, we
2: didn't do pour it up yet. We no, pour it up down. was done though. No, pour it up came after. Remember, because we flew to L. A. No, didn't pour, up pour it up came up. out after,
1: but it was done before because we did pour it up in L. A. Yeah, we did, we did man
2: down, but we did we did can't it stop. It. We did we can't stop, and it got us to L. A. Because we sent it to Karen Kwok, and remember, Dev Jam uh-huh. Dev Jam brought us to L. A. to do that last. I camp. still
1: think that we can't I stop is an okay record, Oriana. And it's a hit on Miley Cyrus.
2: I, no, I'm not, no, I'm not mad at you.
1: Sometime, because sometimes people don't factor in. You didn't ask me. I could break down what songwriters no, 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 do for no, no, right. artists. No, 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 you're right. The songwriter gives you the gas. Some people get gas that takes them 450 miles. Some people give them gas that takes them 200 miles. So We can't stop on Rihanna. We would have been like, ah.
2: Not, we so, can't stop on Miley Cyrus. It's like, what? Wait, this wait, white wait. girl talk about popping Miley and shit? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Go so, ahead. So, so number five, Juice. Number four was... I think Mario music for love. love. Number three, we can't can't stop. Stop. Give me the last two. Number oh number number two, pour it up. Like come on, bro, pour it up, bro. Come on, bro. And I mean, guess what? And and by the way, you know the pour it up story. Yes, the night before we went to the ASCAP Awards, Quincy Jones walks up to me. Quincy Jones says, "I never met Quincy Jones in my life." (laughs) I got my cell phone. Quincy Jones walk up to me. He says. Hey young blood, how's it going? I look up, Quincy Jones. I'm like, oh, shit. It, it's it's going good, Mr. Jones. I said Mr. Jones. He's like, "Hey man, how's the songwriting coming?" So I'm like, how the fuck does Quincy Jones know me? He, I was like, "Man, it's going good." <laughs> and then he says, "You want some songwriting advice?" <laughs> I said, "Hell yeah." He goes, "Man, fuck them verses, man. The people want choruses. They want hooks. They want to sing along, baby." I said, okay, and he walks away. I run inside, I said, Ray and Timothy, Quincy Jones just spoke to me. What'd he say? He said, don't write no verses, just write hooks. Next day we go to the studio, strip clubs and dollar bills, and I still got Got more more money. money, and I repeated something the whole song because Quincy Jones told me, don't don't write no verses and the number and that one, became the model for us going forward love that that was the motto. from there i was like cool give me number 1 the number one song oh, i'm excited <laughs> this. oh man okay it's between some songs locked away rock city baby fuck what y'all uh, talking about fuck uh, what
0: y'all talking that's about that's right
2: first uh, of all first of all i um number 1 got to be locked away that's all you know what that song yeah. is about Yes. and 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 me and my brother started as artists. We was trying to be artists forever. The whole business at that time said we were too old. They said we shouldn't be making music. They said we need to focus on songwriting. And we dropped a number one fucking record in 107 countries. Leave me the fuck alone. I know that's right. <laughs> <Bigger>. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so this was this is actually my favorite show i ever shot. <laughs> I swear to God, it's my favorite shot I ever shot. Yeah, that was that was amazing. This, this is good. Come here. You can take us home. I'm good. Because okay. I, I, I'm glad he gave us his list because I'm like, I, I feel like, you know, people don't, we don't really talk about what we do,
2: but yeah.
0: Okay. So I just want to close. If you could give some advice to some songwriters out there, what would you say to them?
2: Man, try your best to, to learn every day. Write as many songs as you, as you can. It's like Kobe shooting in the gym. You know, he was one of the best basketball players to ever live. And, you know, I remember somebody saying, yo, they will come to the gym at four and meet Kobe there already they would get there 4 a.m and meet Kobe Bryant there and just to let y'all know you know we used to be at this one studio and I wrote seven songs a day every day for a year 365 days we didn't take no off days I didn't do nothing I remember I remember not getting that much sleep I remember going to the doctor and they was like yo are you getting like definitely every day seven songs a day and staying up all night you know what I'm saying to get get that so I would say um keep doing that and don't let And if you believe in a song Keep going A good song will always Find a home Even when an artist says It's whack Most most of our hit records Were whack To somebody first And then they went To another artist And then they were hit So don't Don't If you believe in it If you think it's that good You play that song For every single artist Until it 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 reached the right home that was amazing yeah. advice.
0: Thank you so I much. I never asked
2: me y'all get songwriter advice.
1: Let me find let's... out
0: you'll be writing.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I know you're to...
0: going to be a producer now, no, but I didn't know you were. Oh, was... yeah.
1: Two of, my, two of my honorable mention. I forgot to say I can't do a songwriter without doing this. I got to shout out two of the hottest up and coming songwriters that I think are both incredible A1 LaFleur and Ivory fucking Scott oh yeah those are two people who I, I, I signed and, and helped develop and they both have hits all over the world right now and I'm just proud of what they're doing and how far they're going and shout out to Jake and Jared too because they we those just signed them guys. but those kids are going to be the future right so um, yeah, but man.
0: once again Teron thank you so much for sitting down with us it was nothing
1: he but- had no choice this is shot in his building <laughs> <laughs> this is our building we shooting he's going to sit down
2: <laughs> Yeah, he has
1: to and we're going to have a guest in the music business. It, anybody else does it except for him. It's a problem. <laughs> he has to be the first guy I do.
0: You know how I know when Teron's here? Because yelling starts. And it's yes. not like bad yelling. It's exciting yelling and yeah. intentional and intense because that's the passion that both you guys have for we, music. We got to
1: have Teron on more. He has yeah. to be on more because oh this no. is my favorite show we shot so far.
2: Oh, no. I would Listen, anytime. If he's in town,
1: this nigga be all over the world making money. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop that because we need that.
0: <laughs> All right, so once again, this is The God Show, Ghosts and Underdogs. Thank you. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube, follow us on Facebook. Thank you. And
1: make sure Braxton push that at the end of all our videos. It might seem <laughs> we corny. We have a
0: closing I, ending I, section for I, Braxton. I'm gonna be honest with
1: you. I remember I was just see YouTube videos and I would see, like, hey guys, you should just press the subscribe button. I'd be like, why the fuck do they care? Now I understand. Can y'all subscribe, please? <laughs> God damn. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers so we can make $50 a month off the YouTube video. Right. Just a little About niggas lunch and shit, man. Come on. Support us. Let's go. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. That was amazing.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments